0: Auckland Council has unanimously voted to buy out around 700 Category 3 flood-damaged properties as part of a $2 billion cost-sharing storm package with the government. The homes deemed uninhabitable and unfixable from the anniversary weekend storm and Cyclone Gabriel will be purchased at 95% of market valuation. The largest cluster of affected homes is in the west Auckland suburbs of Ranui, Swanson and Henderson, the coastal communities of Piha, Karikari and Muriwai, other clusters are in Milford and Mangari. West Auckland Muriwai resident Caroline Bell Booth's home is still standing, but she hasn't been able to return. Because the slip risk was more than eight metres from her property, insurance would not come to the table. She says Friday's announcement is a glimmer of hope, but many questions are unanswered. Caroline, welcome to Nine to nine. Thanks for your time.
1: Thank you, Catherine. Just a quick correction there. Um, the council hill behind my house failed, and so there was damage um, to my home, and um, so I can't return. And so that's correct. But um, I, I will be uh, in, uh, qualify for EQC and some insurance. I'm fully insured, and uh, yet um, I can't return to my home because of the risk. So essentially, I've lost the use of my home. Um, but from an insurance point of view, uh, they look at what is the damage to your home. So whilst there's some damage, it certainly doesn't equate to the cost of losing my the whole home. home.
0: So straight yep. away, one can hear the conundrum you're in. Thank you. Um, with us also is Caroline's neighbour, Laura Preston. Her ca- home is uh, deemed uh, Category 2-3, between the two categories. It means more assessment is needed on whether it can be affordably remediated. Laura thanks for your time too and welcome. Thank you. Caroline let's begin with your situation Um, and how it is impacted by what has been announced, the the, um, acceptance of the Auckland Council of of the buyout package. What difference does this make?
1: Um, uh, I'm sort of cautiously optimistic. Um, our, Our greatest wish Um, as a community that we've been advocating for towards council is that we are left in a financial position whereby we're not excluded from buying again in our own community. We've been through such an epic, traumatic event that the thoughts for some people of leaving this tight knit community and the support that we've found here um, is actually one of the most frightening prospects. So, to in a personal circumstance to be left with a ninety five percent contribution towards that, is I'm cautiously optimistic about that. The reason I'm landing on cautiously is because valuations themselves. I've, I've come to discover a quite a dark art, and when you have a community like Mudiwai or indeed Piha, Kari there aren't really very many sales. Once people move here, they tend to move here for life. You know, like it, it's a lifestyle choice, and it's one that people love. So we don't have a high turnover of uh, properties which means that you really need to understand the marketplace and I guess to some extent how committed people are to live here in order to come up with an valuation. My point being a desktop valuation from Queen Street wouldn't really accurately affect it so if they're happy to pursue a valuation process that accurately reflects the market then my optimism will be Cemented. So what do
0: you understand about how any valuation process, any valuation would be reached? What have you been told?
1: Don't understand anything yet other than market rate, which if the council's concept of market rate is indeed my, what I understand to be market rate, namely I could sell within Muriwai or theoretically and rebuy within Muriwai and still maintain um, 95% of the same <laughs> financial and, I guess, um, physical comfort that I enjoyed at my own home, that would be a wonderful thing. I also really want to um, thank the Auckland ratepayers who voted outstandingly positively towards supporting this move. It was very clear to us as a community that people voted, considering how they would feel in the same circumstances, which has afforded us the certainty... Certainty. So I really wanted to stress that to your listeners, uh, you know, a deep gratitude for supporting us in this very short
0: time. 86% of those, I think, who participated um, uh, voted for that. There's, there had been hope that, that any process for valuation would be similar to what happened in Hastings. Can you tell me about their model?
1: My understanding in Hastings is that two valuations would be acquired. One... By the property owner, and one by the council, and the, the um, that was sort of the decision would be made between uh, the the two values. Um, the nuances of that I'm not familiar with, so I was expecting something akin to that. And indeed, that hasn't been officially defined yet. So perhaps. That's still in the making. Um, from a landowner's point of view, it sort—it of, certainly gives you a sense of assurance that you can acquire something that you um, are comfortable with as a valuation, um, which sort of gives you, I guess, a, a sense of protection or a buffering from what you know somebody who may not be as as well informed about about the process. You know, from you know, uh, yeah, it just gives you a sense of certainty. <laughs>
0: Can we talk about insurance and anyone who went through Christchurch, in fact, some people still are, still unresolved, Mm. Um, will tell you this. You really find out about the details of your insurance policy when something (laughs) like this happens. Just listening to you, are are you saying that they will not do full replacement uh, because of this eight-metre rule? Um, However, you're in a situation because of the ruling by the council that you can't go back. Just explain what you discovered about your insurance policy and others have as well.
1: Essentially, the main question that we keep getting asked from our insurance is, yes, but what is the damage? So whilst I have incurred some damage to my house, you know, the deck has been wiped off the house, kind of and covered in debris from the, hall, uh, from the hill behind and various, you know, and there's cracks in the walls and things like that. Because of the risk that the council reserve behind my house places um, on our lives, and the expense that it would be to remediate or protect us from that—it's obviously too much risk to ever protect us in any sort of financially uh, sensible way. I've lost the use of my home; it's now as useful to me as if it had been burnt to the ground. And so, when this happened, uh, and, you know, we all, as we reeled in the disaster of you know losing friends and the chaos of everything around us. Is that the most awful realization a few days after, as people's insurance stories started floating amongst the community? Is that um, you assume that this is a natural disaster and that thusly you are covered, but then all of a sudden, when you're stickered and yet there's no damage or minimal damage to your home or whatever it is, um, that you've lost your home and yet you're only entitled to, you know, the replacement of the deck and the water tank, which sort of an EQC is sort of another combining factor in that if your land, and Laura may be able to speak to this more eloquently, but if your land hasn't been affected, then there's no EQC payment because it only uh, affects the eight metres around your house. That doesn't apply to me, but um, yeah... it, it could have. I, All I, right.
0: Stay with us, yeah. Caroline. Stay with us. Laura Preston is Caroline's neighbour. Her house, as we said, deemed in that sort of in-between category 2-3, meaning more assessments are still needed to determine on a way forward. Laura, could you pick up on what Caroline's explaining? The insurers are saying, we insure damage to your property. And yet mm-hmm. when the land is deemed to be an issue, EQC also have limits on where it will will pay up. Can you explain yeah. more?
2: Yeah, so our situation is actually that our home is completely undamaged, our land is completely undamaged. We have a there's a slip that has happened sort of two two houses down from us and probably two houses along from us as well. Um but for our property there is absolutely no damage. Um it's purely the fact that um, the geology of the area is very similar and so they've determined that what's happened in those other areas could very easily happen on our property and from above our property as well. So they're saying the risk to life is too high. So um, that is council saying that and their geotechs But from an insurance point of view, um, our house has been assessed and they say no damage, no EQC claim, no insurance claim, Um, except for some temporary accommodation allowance. So Um, this is a real gap, isn't it, in the coverage? (laughs) It's a real gap in the coverage
0: because now it's a third party, the council, deeming you can't or or people can't live there uh, and yet there's no third way to be covered for your loss.
2: Yeah, and then the other thing as well is that insurance also, so if we are deemed in a Category 2 and we need to mitigate the risk um, then we there's, there's no cover for that either, so that cost of whatever needs to be built to reduce the risk to our home um, there's no certainty on where that money will come from either.
0: So where are you at now and what communication are you getting about clarification over where you're going to be?
2: We were expecting um, more information about the possible mitigation options for our property sort of towards the end of September. Um we understand that 's been delayed um and there has been discussion that that's likely to be early to mid October, which is we're kind of hitting that time so yeah there's a lot of anxiety in the community about you know at every stage of this we're trying so hard to you know just keep things level for our families as much as possible because we have been through so much this year. And, um, yeah, the delays are always really hard. We understand there's so much happening, though, all over Auckland for them to kind of find these answers for property owners. Um, but, yeah, it's it's just a, a really very much a waiting game and trying to, you know, support each other as much as we can. Well, all the best. Thank you
0: for taking time to talk to us. Um, the stress yeah. most of us, um, only a few, really fully understand. So thank you, Laura Preston and Caroline Bell Booth.